0: I'm going to describe to you this morning what this alive and well Jesus Christ does in our lives. Oh, my name's Sand, by the way. How rude of me. And it's so, so good to be here this morning. Such a joy. I'm part of this church community. If you're a guest here, you're so welcome. Welcome to family. Our heart, my heart, is that this is relevant for every single human life in this Room this morning whether you know Jesus or if you don't know Jesus my prayer our prayer is that you would encounter him this morning in a fresh way see how precious he is will you pray with me just before I get going dear Jesus we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy like we sang what a powerful name What a beautiful name, what a wonderful name. Thank you that you got up from the grave. Thank you that today we celebrate that grave being empty and our Savior lives. Thank you, Jesus, that you're alive and well and you love us so much. So I pray this morning that lives would be transformed. Why don't you, friends, just for two minutes, actually not two minutes, 21 seconds. Just say, Jesus, I wanna know you this morning. That little one does. <laughs> okay, he rose from darkness to glory, he rewrites our story, he is alive. Me and Katie, we've been planning this kind of message section together and that's what we wanted to do. We wanna do the spoken word and then me jump up on the back of that and describe kind of what this Jesus does for us I'm going to put it in context Luke's gospel if you don't have a bible don't worry the words will come up on the screen behind me and I'm genuinely not going to be that long this morning folks I want to leave you with some profound thoughts I'm going to pray for people this morning to receive Christ to receive Christ what a wonderful Easter gift that might be change your life Luke's gospel. Luke is a guy, he was one of Jesus' best friends, and he, he wrote what it looked like to follow Jesus. It's like me writing about Phil. This is what it means to kind of follow my buddy. This is what it means. I'm not joking. <laughs> but this is what it was. Luke was one of Jesus' best friends, closest friends, and he wrote an eyewitness account. And this is what it says in Luke 24. On the first day of the week, this is after Jesus had been killed upon a cross, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices to prepare the body, to go into the tomb to prepare Jesus. They found the stone had been rolled away. This was a huge seal that sealed the grave. But when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, and I don't think it was like, hmm, hmm. I think they must have been like, where is he? Where is he? While they were wondering, suddenly two men with clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. Some translations say, men in dazzling apparel. I love that. I'd love to be known by that. <laughs> San in dazzling apparel. I know what dazzling, but what's apparel? In their fright, the women bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's not here. Just as he said, just as he said, he's risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. These are the words of Jesus. These angels were reminding the women of what Jesus said to them. The Son of Man must suffer. He must be handed over to sinners, to sinful man, be rejected, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. They were saying, this is exactly what's happened. And in Revelation, this is the last segment or the last letter, the last book of the Bible. A man called John, again, Jesus' friend, he encounters this risen Jesus. And he writes this very graphic revelation, this, this kind of vision of Jesus in the last letter of the Bible. And this is what he says. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But then he, that's Jesus, he placed his right hand on me. And he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And now, look, I'm alive forever and ever. Friends, this is why we're celebrating Easter. I hope you've had chocolate. I hope you've stroked a little Easter bunny on the way in. Maybe even held a little chicken. But that's not, none of you have done that, have you? That would be really, really strange it's actually got nothing to do with that. The reason why we celebrate is because Jesus is alive. The reason why there's hundreds of people here is because Jesus is alive. The reason why this message of Christ has now impacted and affected most of the known world is because Jesus is alive. The reality of him going, John, I was dead. Many people saw me dead. And behold, look now, John, I'm alive forever and ever and ever. Isn't that good news? Now, I want to back this up just a little bit. Um, Humanity. I don't know how you think you got here on planet Earth. Don't worry, it's not going to be an exercise in the birds and the bees. But I wonder how you think you got here. Because I want to say very boldly this morning, you're not random. You're not here by random chance. You're not here by a chance encounter between a male and a female. You're no accident. You are no mistake. Like, literally none of you. And I know some of you have been told you're a mistake and an accident, and we didn't want you. That's not true, because he wanted you. Humanity, the Bible says, we, male and female, we have been made in the image and likeness of God, our creator, the one who made the whale, the one who threw the stars into the galaxy, the one who created that burning thing called the sun, that one, he made you. And he knows you by name. He knows every thought in your mind. He knows every anxiety in your heart. He knows every hair on your head. And he's numbered every single one of them. Some have got more than others, but he knows you humanity, every single human life. This guy called David in the Bible, uh, like hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus, he had this revelation of God. He writes something in Psalm 139, which is really a song. He wrote lots of songs to God, really telling God how he felt and what he thought of God. In one of these Psalms, he says, God, you know me. You know when I sit, when I stand. You know when I go in, when I come out. You know every hair on my head. You you formed me in my mother's womb. So friends, that's what I want you to know, that this is how wonderful this God is. He formed you in your mother's womb. Humanity was designed to walk hand in hand in partnership with God, in unbroken fellowship, friendship, connection, union. Whatever we want to say, we are meant to, We were designed to be friends with God. Something went horribly wrong with the original design. Adam and Eve were real friends. It's not a fairy tale. Our first parents had the most precious, precious relationship with God that you could ever imagine. God created everything. He created this beautiful garden, and then he formed man out of the dust of the ground or the earth. And then he said, hmm. It's not good for this man to be on, the, on his own. I'm going to ma- make a help. I'm going to make someone fit to be alongside him, equal with him. So he, out of Adam's rib, he, he formed Eve. Male and female were made in his image and likeness. And they were told, you know, enjoy all of my creation. Roam through the planet. Um, tend the land. Care for the planet. Oh, the only thing I don't want you to do is eat from this tree. Because when you eat from that tree, you're going to get a knowledge that you don't need. And it's not for you. And this knowledge that you're going to receive is going to actually wreck you. It's going to ruin you. They disobeyed that. They rebelled against that. They were duped into it. They were tricked and they ate from the tree. And everything was fractured. This separation came onto our planet and they were misplaced. They were displaced. They were suddenly separated from this one they walked in perfect, beautiful harmony with. And do you know what? Every single human life that has come into the planet since has been affected by their first rebellion. And do you know what, friends? The Bible paints a much bleaker picture than that. It says, actually, I was dead in my sin. Not only separated, I was completely dead. Happy Easter, friends. Imagine if that was the end of the story. Wouldn't that be horrible? But you know what? This is how wonderful this Jesus is. This is how wonderful this creator is. He didn't wanna leave humanity in our, in our mess. In the shame, the disgrace, the pain, the guilt, the separation, he said, I'm gonna come for them. So, God, the God of the universe, put on skin, similar to me, similar to you. And He came to identify with us. He came to identify with the humanity that He made. Look at what this says on the screen. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. I want you just to look at those words for a moment and I want you to see the weight of God's love. It wasn't God so wanted to come and condemn the world because the next verse says he wanted to save the world. He didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. This is how much, friends, God loved us, that he would come in the person of Jesus Do you know, this is a love story. I don't know what you think Christianity is. I thought it was a religion of morals initially before I encountered Jesus. It's not. It's a love story. It's the most incredible love story that can ever be told to man. It's about a God that wanted to rescue the people that he made, that he came to be like them. And he went to a cross, Roman execution, and he carried all of our guilt, all of our shame and pain and separation and sin. And when he was nailed to the cross, when he died there, all of that junk died with him, like all of it. And when he rose, we rise. Listen to these words again. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners to be crucified on a third day be raised again you know his death and resurrection friends changes everything so on the flyer it said one event that changed everything his death and resurrection is a game changer it means that we can be made brand new again it means that when there was shame when there was shame, there can now be wholeness. A few few years ago, I was flicking through Facebook, and I was stopped in my tracks when I, th- I saw something. It said, what's your story in six words? And it literally stopped me in my tracks, and I instantly knew what my story in six words were. Forgotten, confused, angry, Lost. Found. Loved. That's my story thus far in six words. I want you to think for a moment, what would your story in six words be? Mine, forgotten? I've always grown up feeling like the forgotten one. Feeling like the black sheep of the family. Why didn't they want me? Why didn't people want me? Maybe that's you, friend this led to me feeling confused. Man, what's life all about? I don't even know whether I want to be here if this is what it's going to be like. And then I was very angry, just kicked out at anyone that got close. I was lost. I felt like I was in a lilo in the middle of the Atlantic, thinking, where am I? Where am I going in life? I am completely lost. And then suddenly, I was found. Suddenly, this love and mercy of Jesus found me. Forgotten, confused, angry, lost. I was suddenly found. Suddenly found. And then from being found, I realized, man, I've been loved the whole time. I've been loved the whole time. So my question for you this Easter, if you were to pick six words that would define your story thus far, what would they be? While you're thinking, this is what a few of my friends thought. What would yours be? I love what you said, Richard. He has answered all my questions as six words. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that as well. I thought Richard just said the sentence and I counted them. He has answered all my questions. Six words. But knowing Richard, I know that's true. I know every single one of those people. One of my friends there gave his life to Jesus last weekend. Amazing. Amazing. Sorry to embarrass you, bro. But this is what he does. This is what this risen king does. He takes someone that feels suicidal and makes them whole again. He takes someone that feels like they've been a mistake and says, no, you're my daughter. He takes the broken and he mends them. Uh, our friend Katie was around our house last night and I said to her, we were just chatting about what we're doing today and I said, oh, I found this thing, your story in six words and I said, Katie, what would yours be? She was like, oh gosh. I don't know it's just and then i could see your cogs going and she just looked at me and she went bound by rejection freed by love isn't that amazing and i think that's true of many people in this space bound by rejection that's certainly true of me man i'm so bound by rejection and i've been wonderfully freed by love love has a name it's jesus christ What would your six words be because they can change jesus is so so interested in our lives i want you to know that this easter this isn't a message of turn or burn this is a message of love from a christ that says come come grab hold of my hand because i've got a whole new story for you if your story started with pain it's going to lead to delight This is a message of love, friends, for God so loved the world that he would send his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not be rejected, shall not be abandoned, shall not live in depression and suicide, but receive eternal life. Isn't that good news? He knows you. He knows you by name. He made you. He loves you. He's got an incredible plan for your life, for you. Some of you need to hear that this morning. It says in the Bible that the reason why the Son of Man came was to give us life, and life in all of its fullness. For me now, 16 years on, from first encountering this incredible love of Jesus, I'm going to be greedy, and I'm going to add six more words to my six makes 12, (laughs) 12 words. What 53 words would you use (laughs) to describe your story? Chosen, loved, accepted, forgiven, welcomed, home. That can be your story. That can be your story. Chosen, loved accepted forgiven welcomed home will you stand with me i want to invite the band back up as well just we're going to close our time by worshiping this amazing jesus but before we do that this Easter, I want to give everyone the opportunity to respond to Jesus. So I'm actually going to get us all to pray together, actually. And maybe you've given your heart to Jesus. Wow, maybe it was 60 years ago. You're in, eternally home. But do you know what? Every day you can thank him. Every day you can say, thank you, I'm forgiven. Thank you, I'm home. Thank you, I'm set free. Thank you that you've washed me new. I also want to give you the opportunity here this morning, friends, if you've never given your heart and your life to Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. We're not going to hype anything up. We're not going to stare, eyeball you. Sorry, Joe, I realized I was staring at you then. We're just going to give you the opportunity to say, do you know what? I've heard enough. And yes, I want to give give my heart to Jesus. Because of Jesus, because of the cross, because of his death and resurrection, because he died carrying all of your junk, all of your heart's pains, he rose again to give you new and eternal life. And the Bible's really clear. It just says, anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone. For whoever loves Jesus, whoever confesses Jesus, for whoever believes, will be saved. The Bible just says, believe in your heart, speak it out with your mouth, that Jesus died and he rose again. You've got eternal life. Isn't that incredible? So I'm just going to invite you all right now, just to close your eyes. And I just want you to picture this Jesus that we've been hearing about, singing about, the one who rose from darkness to glory, the one who takes away guilt and shame and and pain and, and mess, the one who gives us hope where we feel hopeless, the one who gives us life when we feel rejected. Look at him right now. going to lead us all in a very simple prayer but I do feel today is a line in the sand moment for some there's a line being drawn in the sand and it's time to step across one of Jesus's friends said to him who do people say I am and he said all sorts of things and then Jesus looked to him Peter who do you say I am you're the Christ the son of the living God And as soon as he said that, Jesus says, with this sort of faith, I'm going to build something amazing. You lot, my church. So right now, with this line in the sand moment, just pray after me. I'm going to ask everyone to pray it. And if it's the first time that you've prayed it this morning, the Bible is very clear. You are saved. He's going to rewrite your story. You're going to be with him for eternity. Pray with me Jesus we thank you for who you are I thank you Jesus that you died for me I thank you Jesus that you forgive all my sin thank you Jesus that you make me whole Jesus I believe you died I believe you were buried in a tomb and I believe you rose again. And today, Jesus, I say you are my Lord and my Saviour. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that, welcome to the family. You're stuck with me forever. Seriously, I prayed this 16 years ago and my life has never been the same. We're going to now worship this risen, incredible, wonderful Jesus. And then one of the guys will come and close the meeting after that.